Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stiltzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Dana Tran, and we'll explore how to get started with Facebook Messenger bots. By the way, if you want to reach me, email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. That comes right to my inbox. And let's now transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool curation tool called Anders Pink. <laughs> Anders Pink. I, yes. Sounds a little familiar. Tell me what it is. Yeah. So it's actually built by one of the co-founders of BuzzSumo, which does a lot of this same stuff. But this is a little bit different in that it allows you to set up these things called briefings which can be based on content streams or topics of interest. And these briefings are then automatically updated with fresh content every few hours. And you can then have them delivered to you um, based on keywords or RSS feeds, Twitter influencers, specific websites that you're interested in. You can even make this private or public based on if you want people to see what you're looking at. It's pretty cool. So how is this different than like... um one of those services that I'm drawing a blank on where you put in a keyword phrase and you get like, you know, an alert in your inbox. How is this any different than that? Well, because of the briefings nature of this, so you can set up custom briefings. So for example, if I only want to find out stuff about say Facebook chatbots, then out of the specific sources that I've chosen with those specific keywords, I will get a briefing if there's anything new from those specific places. Got it. So you put in all the publications that you want to track and then the keywords that you want to track within that and somehow it kind of brings all the news to you? Is that what I hear you yeah. saying? Yeah, it, it's essentially like an RSS reader on steroids or or on AI in a sense where it knows what you want and it knows where you want it from if there's anything new from those places. Have you tried it yet? It's pretty cool, yes. So how are you using it? Well, so I've got it. I've I've got it keyed in for a couple of key places, specifically um, when it comes to the new. I'm using this. You know, we have this Friday show, the right. social media marketing talk show, and I'm looking for updated news on any of the social networks from all of our favorite news sources that we know have proven to be true. You know, sources of news for the social media sites. So are you getting so like I a get daily briefing. briefing or an instant briefing or how does that work exactly? 
it, you can depend. You can uh, decide how often it is. I mean, you can be have like here's here's your daily digest, or you can have it just be well at this interval. Anything new, put it all in one and, and send it to them. Huh. So, and uh, it all goes over email, or how does that work exactly? There's emails as well as there's actually an iOS and an Android app as well. So it'll give you notifications. Right. How? What's the cost on this? This is free, but you can upgrade to you know add more team members or accounts, things like that. So cool. But free free is going to be good enough for everybody to try it out and see if they like it. Where do we find it? So where you find it is at Anders pink.com i'll spell that it's a n d e r s p i n k.com what a weird name huh uh, yeah i don't know where it comes from <laughs> it's it's definitely unique <laughs> thank you so much eric for that new discovery you're welcome i was recently at social media marketing world and i had a chance to connect with some of our best customers a lot of them listen to our podcast just like you do not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for today's interview with Dana Tran. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today I'm very excited to be joined by Dana Tran. If you don't know who Dana is, she is a bot expert. She writes about messenger bots. She has a course called Bot Essentials. And you can find her at thinktuitive.com. Dana, welcome to the show. Mike, it's so great to be here. Um I've been a longtime reader of uh, Social Media Examiner, so thanks so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Today, you and I, Dana and I, are going to explore what you need to be thinking about when you get started with Messenger Bots. Now, Dana, before we get into this, I would love to hear a little bit about your story. Like, how did you get into bots? Start wherever you want to start. Okay, so a little bit about me. I am a digital coach. It's actually a term coined by Seth Godin, I believe. So I help people become more productive by teaching them how to make the most out of technology. But my current focus right now is on messenger bots, how businesses can use them and how to build them without any coding. Now, you are relatively new to this space, obviously, because this space is relatively new. So um, how long have you been kind of tracking the bot space? So I first discovered messenger bot, I think it was in April 2017. I was watching the keynote video from Facebook's F8 conference, and after doing a bit of research, I found that you can do you can build a bot without any coding, and I was just amazed at how easy and quick it is to build an interactive experience. Now, I'm a techie. I just love playing with new toys, and there was just something so magical and special about MessengerBot. 
It's fun. It's interactive. You don't need to code at all. And I thought, like, wow, there's just so much potential in this. And, and by- since bots were new, there's not a lot of information. I just decided to write some blog articles and courses. And that's how I found you. Um, oh. <laughs> and, and, and folks, Dana is an amazing writer. I mean, she is spectacular. And we've asked her to write for Social Media Examiner on bots. And now you're coming on the podcast because I'll just say, you know, bots are confusing. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> the whole idea of, you know, creating something that's not a human to interact with people does confuse people and scare people. And and I guess that's a great transition into my next question. Like, why should we even consider using bots? And um, let's start there. So bots are a great tool. Um, they can help you build your subscriber list. You can use it to generate leads and combine it with Facebook ads or deliver lead magnets. You can send out broadcasts, campaign sequence, automated follow-ups. It, it kind of mimics email marketing in a way. So that's why some people might refer to it as email marketing 2.0. Hmm. But it's not just about email marketing or email marketing 2.0. Uh, bots can also answer basic questions for you. You could create surveys to ask questions, to learn more about users. And it's, it's just amazing. The only thing I would say is bots are not smart. <laughs> That's a, and that's a huge misconception, right? Like we created a bot for social media marketing world on our, uh, on our social media marketing world, Facebook page. And man, I mean, like a lot of people, when they hear bots, like the dream of a bot is that it's just as smart as a human, right? It can understand anything and it's just nowhere close right now, isn't it? Yeah. I think the biggest misconceptions right now about messenger bots is that they can answer anything and everything. And I remember reading an article somewhere. Uh, it's a quote from David Marcus. He's the VP of messaging at Facebook. He actually said, uh, we never call them chat bots. We call them bots. Mm. So again, not chat bots, just bots. So at the core of a bot, I, I, you know, I guess it's really designed to speed communication you know, so, so, so that you can, like the way I think about this is if you put it at the point of sale, it might be able to answer a question uh, or some of the most common questions. If you, um, if you use it in a customer support capacity, it might be able to provide support for like maybe the most common questions that people ask. And the hypothesis in my brain is that that can speed the, um, either in the sales process, it can speed the likelihood that someone will turn into a customer because it's automated in the customer support process, it can decrease the likelihood of them being frustrated or upset if it answers their questions. What other reasons would someone use a bot in your opinion? It just, it saves a lot of time. It, it truly does. Cause you can automate certain tasks that you're not really, that doesn't really require a human. Right. So an example would be like, if you had a store, chances are some people are asking you all the time, what time are you open today? Right. Or if it's Christmas, like, are you open on Christmas? You could just automate that task and move it to a bot so that you can spend more time having more meaningful conversation, not these repetitive questions that really don't add a lot of value, but is still important. I would imagine you can also use it to kind of nurture a prospect, right? So if someone, if someone, um, for example, puts a messenger ad out there, and then the uh, 
message comes in from the prospect, you could immediately follow up with a couple of follow-on questions. And depending on how they answer those questions, um, that data could somehow be stored somewhere, right? And tagged almost so that you have like more data on this person so that in the future, when you interact with this person, you know, maybe what kind of content to send them. Have you heard of this kind of application? Yeah. So that goes back to how messenger bots are interactive. And that's what made me think like, wow, this is such a great tool because it reminds me of the old uh, books, the choose your own adventure books. Did you ever read those as a kid? Absolutely. Yeah. So with bots, instead of sending everybody the exact same message, especially when it comes to email, like a long email, trying to speak to everybody, you could ask a question, learn about the user. You could tag them or save whatever they said to a custom field. And then based on what they say, follow up with another question that is relevant to them and and makes sense. You're not just spamming them with a whole bunch of messages hoping that they gravitate towards one specific sense or specific idea. And I've also heard that you can use it to deliver information too. So for example, you could deliver your latest blog post or you could deliver a short video. So so, so that's just the high level. I want to get into now, like um, the, the, what do we need to be thinking about first? So if some people listening right now are thinking, okay, I'm thinking in the next 12 months, I'm probably going to think about, you know, building a bot. Um, or working with one of these bot platforms. Before we get started with anything, like what's the core things we need to be thinking about? So I would say there's three things you need to think about before you start building a bot. The first one is, what is the one business problem that you're trying to solve? And it goes back to looking for any repetitive tasks or any conversations that you're having over and over again that doesn't really need a human being there. So an example would be, like, say you have an agency. Chances are you're getting tons of questions about your service or if you're taking on a new client. You could get your bot to just answer that question and then have an automated follow-up to get more information from them. So you're only talking to people that are, that real, that you can help. Got it. So if you are an agency and you were trying to qualify someone before you actually got on the phone with them or whatever, you can use that to very quickly do that. So what's yes. the problem you're trying to solve? So in this case, the problem is I don't want to just talk to anybody. I want to talk to qualified prospects so the bot can help with that. Yeah. Cool. And I also said one business problem because if you're new to Messenger Bot and you start by doing too much from the very beginning, you might create an ex- a confusing experience for your users. So just worry about the most common cases. Anything outside of those common cases, you would still need a human to step in and to have like a real one-on-one conversation with the user. Cool. You said there were three. So what's the next one? So messenger bots are great, but they can't replace a human, your website, email marketing, or any other tool, really. Um, I believe they're all very different. What you want to see is, what do you want to identify as any overlap with other tools? Start thinking about how you can integrate them and get them to work together like a team. Got it. So for example, what kind of overlap would we need to be thinking about? So uh, let me give you a specific example. So while it's possible to send a video in a messenger bot to users, there's actually a limit on the file size because videos tend to be quite big. So take your wonderful series, The Journey, by the way, I'm a big fan. I've been watching it. Thank you. And I think those are around seven minute long thereabouts. Yeah, that's right. 
Okay, so instead of sending users the entire episode inside the Messenger bot, what you could do is take a snippet from it or take a screenshot and turn it into a fun animated GIF and send it to them so they can see what it's like. Ah, I see. And and this is an important distinction. So what I hear you saying is you can actually put a video right inside of Messenger or you can actually... I would imagine link directly to the actual Facebook post, right? So, or or you could do both. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah, but don't don't be sending the entire video that's seven minute long. I see. So send something short, and then underneath that, you can include a button that links to your YouTube page, for example, Got where it. they can continue watching, subscribe to your YouTube channel. And do other things. So that's what I mean about integrating your other tools. Right. And in our case, uh, we have a a tool for customer support uh, called Freshdesk. And um, we we wanted to integrate um, Freshdesk into our bot so that if we could not answer the question that we gave them the option to, quote unquote, message a human. And in that case, it basically integrated right into Freshdesk and opened a ticket for us. So I would imagine that's an example of of maybe integrating a tool that might tie in well with a messenger bot, right? Exactly. Anything else we need to be thinking about at a high level? Yeah. So the last, so I mentioned three items. The last one I would recommend is to spend some time testing out these bot building platforms. So for anybody who's new, um, bots, they live on a Facebook page. You can't have them on a Facebook group or personal profile. And one, a Facebook page should only be powered by one bot building platform. Mm. But here's the catch. So if you're used to email marketing where you can import and export email addresses into a spreadsheet and kind of migrate it to another system, that you can't easily do that with messenger bots. It's possible, but it kind of gets messy without you know getting into too technical detail. So you should t- spend some time, test out the platforms because you'll probably be living with it for a while. Got it. So what I hear you saying is that whatever platform you choose, make sure it's the right one uh, because as you build up that quote unquote database, right, of users and stuff, um, you're probably not going to be able to switch very easily. Is that what I hear you saying? At least right now. Yes, that's correct. Well, let's let's transition then into the tech side of it. Um, explain the connection. Well, first of all, I know that there's there's bot providers, right? So there's a couple we're going to be talking about today. So first of all, kind of explain the difference between what the bot provider software does and what Messenger itself does, because I think that's a little confusing for people. Uh, as in? Like, like, for example, Messenger, Facebook Messenger isn't really the bot right? The bot is some piece of software that integrates with Messenger, right? So I often try to describe to people that Messenger is the communication channel over which the bot communicates. But you're not actually using Facebook.com, right, to actually control your bot. It's being used by some third-party bot provider. Am I correct in that regard? Yeah. So you you need a face to, to have a messenger bot you need a facebook page right and on that facebook page you have each page has a, their own messenger account let's say so it's different when i message you a person mike versus messaging social media examiner the facebook page right right so messenger it's its own standalone uh, software that facebook provides with a messenger uh, 
bot building platform, you're basically automating that messenger to provide it more intelligence, kind of, uh, to make it more so, so that you can provide information and automatically reply to users as they're messaging your Facebook page. And that's where these bot building platforms come in. They help you build these, build in, I don't know, intelligence is the right word to use it, but they help you automate and have automated conversations, actually. Right, for and, your and Facebook the data page. lives inside the bot platform. So um, it doesn't live inside. I mean, the, the message stream lives inside of Messenger, of course, right? So you can go into Messenger and look at these conversation threads, but it also resides back with these bot technology providers. So let's just get into this. Like, w let's talk about the bot providers. Like, what are the ones that you recommend? And let's just kind of get into that tech side of it a little bit. So in no particular order, my two favorites is uh, ManyChat and ChatFuel. They both help you build a bot. Both are rolling out amazing new features all the time. And both have their own strengths, obviously. So let's talk about, let's talk about like the high level, like what they can do. Okay. Um, so with many chat to start, they have something called a flow builder. It's like a mind mapping tool where you can see all your bot messages that you're writing and how they're linked to each other and how they're connected as you're building the bot, which is really great for visual people. So draw a picture for people that are just listening. What do you mean by a flow builder? Like just kind of describe it in words if you could. So if you have, uh, I'm, I'm guessing with mind mapping tools, for example, you, you can go. map out and say, oh, uh, are you interested in attending the conference? And you would have a yes or a no. And of course, you would have different answers that you would reply for a yes or a no. So depending on what the user chooses, they see a different message. So that's what I mean by flow builder. When you're building it using ManyChat, you could kind of see, okay, so I have the question and here's the answer that I'm the bot will send if I press yes. And here's another answer that the bot should send when the user clicks no. Got it. Perfect. Uh, the other thing with ManyChat, I would say one of its strengths is they're built-in stats. You... They actually show you how many people clicked on a button in your bot, and you could just see it visually on there, which is great. They also have something called growth tools, like uh, the floating bars and pop-ups that get triggered when a user tries to leave uh, your website. You could actually target them again using Messenger Bot and get them to opt in to your Messenger Bot on your uh, okay. like WordPress site. Explain that again, just because that sounded interesting, but I'm not sure I totally understand that. Um, I think you could probably relate with Optin Monster. I think you use that on yeah, your site. Yeah, absolutely. So it's basically that, but with buttons that take users to a messenger bot. So you can have a floating bar with a call to action up top on your, uh, your website that has, say, it says, oh, the conference is ending soon. Would you like to learn more? And when you click on that button in the floating bar, it takes users to, well, it doesn't take user, but the bot will send the user a message. Oh, I think I've seen this before. It's, um, I've been on websites where um, up pops a little picture of me and it knows who I am because I'm already logged into Facebook. And then like with one click of a button, I can opt into something, right? Exactly. That, and then instantly 
messenger delivers the result. That is super powerful. I'm starting to see that all over the place, actually. So, so that is almost like a replacement for acquiring an email subscriber. Instead, you're acquiring almost like a messenger bot list of prospects. Exactly. And that's unique to ManyChat. Is that right? And that growth tool, uh, ChatFuel, which uh, we'll talk about, I guess, a little later, but ManyChat has a lot more options in terms of these growth tools. So they have landing pages, they have a floating bar, pop-up that gets triggered when a user leaves the page or tries to leave the page. Got it. Um, so that's, it's just an amazing tool when it comes to their growth tools. I think we should pause for a second and explain to people why they would even want to do this because, um, and I'll try to, I'll try to give you a head start on this. I think if we think of messenger bots as not just a way to doing, of doing customer service and support, but as a way of building a list and the idea that if you can get people to, um, essentially get on a bot list. Supposedly, I've heard that the open rates on these messages is way higher than email. And then in the future, you'll be able to communicate with them. Is this kind of where the world is going that maybe the future is going to be sending messages in a broadcast form to people that are quote unquote on your bot list instead of sending them that are on your email list? Is that why you would use these kind of tools? I don't know that messenger bots would replace email entirely. I'm I'm not a believer of that just yet. I think the two are different. But messenger subscriber list, the open rate, you know, and you are correct. Like I've seen open rates of 80 to 90%, That's which crazy. is amazing. Because yeah. I think with email, um, I think research from MailChimp, it's like 20 to 30% thereabouts. Wow. So it's just amazing. And the other thing with messenger is when you get a user to click on these buttons to opt in, to a messenger uh, subscriber list, the user doesn't need to enter in their name or their email at all. They just click the button, and in many chat, um, as well as in chat fuel, actually, they'll provide you with the user's name, uh, so first name, last name, their gender, uh, the time zone that they're located in, so basic Facebook, basic user information with just a click of a button. That's amazing. So that's amazing. No more forms. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. So um, I know we've been focusing on chat fuel. I mean, many chat, but um, I, if there's a, if, if there's anything else you want to mention about many chat, I want to also talk about chat fuel too. Like what's the big advantages to chat fuel? So the last thing I did want to mention about many chat is they do have a free plan, but I do recommend their pro plan, which starts at around $10 a month, I think. And on the flip side with chat fuel, they have a free plan, and I believe the majority of their users are on the free plan. Oh. What's amazing about it is there's no limit on the number of subscribers. You can have as many as you want, and they don't charge you a thing. And even though it's free, it's still very powerful, and uh, but still very easy to use. You just click, drag, and drop in content, essentially. Now, it's my understanding that ChatFuel is the big 800 pound gorilla in this space. They're one of the first, I think Mark Zuckerberg mentioned them quite a few times during one of the F8 conferences. And I think they have the largest brands and and some of the largest user base. Does that jive with what you understand as well? Many chat is catching up as well. I don't know the exact number, but right now I, I would say that they're the two most popular platforms. Got I would it. say they're on par. So, so obviously there's a huge advantage to the free side of it with ChatFuel. Is there any other unique advantages to ChatFuel? So 
some people tend to think, oh, it's free, so it's not as robust, but that's not true. Uh, actually, a lot of developers prefer chat fuel over many chat right now because you have something called a JSON API. And without getting too technical, it basically allows you to integrate into third-party apps and pull in information from databases. So that's really powerful. Oh, that's huge. So, so what I hear you saying is that if you use all sorts of other tools like possibly even certain email providers, I would imagine you could you could acquire information from someone using ChatFuel and then somehow get that information into an email se- sequence piece of software or other kinds of databases like Salesforce, CRM. Exactly. So ManyChat has that ability as well, and you could do that to, through their Zapier integration. But where it differs is with ManyChat, if you're trying to integrate with third-party tools and apps, you have to go through Zapier. Yeah, that's not with ideal. Chat, yeah, with ChatFuel, you kind of just integrate it directly, but it might require a developer. But I would imagine there's probably a huge ecosystem of people that are already developing these integrations. Um, and uh, or, or are you finding so early that there's you have to custom develop these integrations? Or are you finding that ChatFuel integrates with a lot of the big uh, apps that are out there already? Uh, it's still so early right now, actually. There's not a lot. But I could see like there's it's getting more popular, and as something's getting more popular, more people are trying to provide you know solutions for it. So it's going to be interesting. Anything else we need to know about ManyChat versus ChatFuel before we get into um, the actual kind of cool things that you can do with bots? Yeah, there's one more thing I wanted to mention about ChatFuel that I thought was interesting. If you're on their pro plan, you actually have the ability to export. What's, uh, what it's called a user messenger ID mm. to create a lookalike audience in Facebook ad manager for targeting. Ooh, that's interesting. You don't need email. It's a user. It's their, the user's messenger ID. So that, that's, that's just amazing. Especially if you're trying to reduce costs on your Facebook ads. I was listening to uh, a podcast recently. Um, and I heard, uh, Molly Pittman say that, um, on the many chat side of things, they're going to be working uh, to accept payments through Messenger, and I'm wondering whether you've heard anything about ChatFuel because, I, if you think of Messenger as kind of its own little unique ecosystem that's only getting more and more powerful, how cool would it be to actually be able to sell something like an ebook, you know, right within Messenger with one click of a button? I mean, that would be phenomenal. Do you think that's coming? That's already available on ChatFuel, actually. Oh, really? How cool? Yeah. That is very I, cool. It is very cool. I mean, I wrote a really long, I think it's close to 4,000 word article comparing the differences between the two. So what we talked about is barely just the highlights of the main differences. But yeah, payments are already available in ChatFuel. Uh, they're working on it in many chat. And I don't think ChatFuel's working on more growth tools like your floating bars, your pop-ups and things like that. So both both teams are really amazing. They're rolling out new amazing features. So keep an eye on both of them, I say. Yeah. Well, and we're going to have both of them on a panel at Social Media Marketing World. So it should be fascinating to see <laughs> how these guys, along with someone from Facebook Messenger team, are going to talk about where this is all going because it's so fascinating. All right. Let's get into like, let's get into kind of the core of some of the things that you can do with bots because I know there's like, we've talked at a high level about how you can do customer support and stuff, but like there's specific tactical things that you can do with bots. Let's go ahead and talk through some of those things. 
So we already talked about how it's similar to email. So, you know, you could build a subscriber list, you know, send out broadcasts and campaign sequence. Um, what's interesting with the campaign sequence and, or the broadcast is you could also limit it to the user's time zone, which you get automatically from Facebook. So you're, you prevent the phone from ringing at, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning because nobody likes to get text ah, messages. That's really <laughs> cool. Now, talk about what a campaign sequence is, because uh, I'm not sure everybody understands that from a messenger perspective. So a campaign sequence, uh, it, depending on the email uh, marketing software you use, it, it's called different things. But it's basically when you get a series of messages or an email series of email that's del- that has a specific delay in between. I see. It's great to be used for mini courses or onboarding sequences to welcome a user. So that's what I mean by campaign sequences. Got it. So what I hear you saying is you can delay by a day or a couple of days and then send another message to someone who received you know, the first message, kind of like an autoresponder, I think is another phrase people use in the email world. So Exactly. Awesome. What else can you do? So you can have automated follow-ups. So if you have a button in your Messenger bot that takes users to sales page, for instance, and they didn't make the purchase, you could actually get your Messenger bot to send them a follow-up message to get more feedback and, you know, gently ask them why they didn't buy. Oh, fascinating. How does it know that? Does it know because they didn't click on the link or does it know because there's a piece of code on the website um, and it knows they didn't actually go to the page? So there's many ways that you can do it. It requires a bit more integration with, you know, whatever you're using to make the sale. But you could either have it in your uh, your on your website to say somebody added something to a cart and they didn't, you know, follow through and make the purchase. So that's uh, possible to get the bot to follow up. But it's also possible to have the bot just tag the user when they click on a button inside the bot and basically Got it. it. If they if yeah. they didn't click on it because they didn't get the tag, then send another follow-up or something like that is what I Exactly. Say. Now, um, anything else? Um, you could train your bot to respond to keywords and sentences. And the other important thing I would say is a human can always jump in to take over the conversation from the user. Now, I will tell I will tell everybody that uh, this is where Dana said they're not very smart. <laughs> so so um, we've experienced this firsthand. Like we have a the ability to do just natural language, you know, customer support for social media marketing world with a bot. And um, we're not using either of the two bots that are mentioned here. Um, and it's just not very smart. So I don't know if it makes a lot of sense to use keywords, I guess you probably would much rather pop up options that they would click on, right? Yes, that's correct. Now, how does it hand over to a human? Is that just part of the sequence that you build? Like if they say, you know, like if they're not getting, um, if they're not, if, if they're putting in certain keywords or I don't know, certain things happen, pop up, uh, would you like to talk to a human? Is that kind of how that would work? Yeah, so there's little, uh, there's a feature in both ManyChat and ChatFuel that allows you to basically put your messenger bot to sleep so the bot doesn't jump in and interrupt your conversation with the user. And then you could just have a normal, you know, one-on-one chat with the user. And in fact, I think it was a month ago, Facebook rolled out this new feature where you can embed a live chat widget on your website. What is, yeah, tell us more. What does that mean? 
So uh, the only comparison is, uh, I would say, like an intercom. I think that's one of the more popular ones where there's a little circle in the bottom right-hand corner. It's like a bubble that you can click on it and people can send in questions. So instead of having a live conversation and moving somewhere else, it just appears on the Facebook, uh, not on the Facebook page, but on your website. So you can have back and forth conversation with the user. And we should clarify, anybody can do that with or without a bot. You know, you can, you just have, you, you know, if you put that little piece of code on your website, someone can start messaging you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can just kind of start manning the darn thing or you can have a bot do it. <laughs> um, probably should also mention that if anybody starts messing around with bots, um, to stop a bot from interacting with you, you just type in the word stop. At least that's been my experience. I mean, is that, that's generally how we stop the sequences, right? We just type in the word stop. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, so that, uh, you actually, when you're building a bot, it's actually, like, that's something that you have to code. Oh, on. really? Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's that's something, well, not code, let me take that back. That's something you have to set up. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the popular ones that people like to say when they get annoyed with a bot, stop, yeah. or unsubscribe. All right, um, let's get into some creative examples that you have either used yourself or seen just so people can kind of, because what we've done so far is we've talked about, like you can send a broadcast, you can do campaign sequences, you can respond to keywords, do automated follow-up, hand it over to a human. You know, we, we begin thinking about all these kind of core skills, if you will, that these bots can do. Now, like, let's tie them into some interesting applications, if you wouldn't mind. So, Sure. My favorite is, with Messenger Bot is actually building quizzes. Mm. It really helps uh, people pick out the right product or service. It just depends on what you're trying to sell and your business. So in my case, I have a short, fun uh, quiz in my bot. Her name's Dana Bot. See how I got really creative with that? Very it creative. helps people decide uh, whether ManyChat or ChatFuel is a better fit for them. So tell us more, like walk us through what, what, what happens when you go through that. So there's nine questions in total, and there's four of them geared towards um, chat fuel and four of them geared towards many chat. And depending on how you answer, you get different points assigned to you. And at the end of it, it determines, okay, which one has a higher score? Is it many chat or chat fuel? Oh, interesting. And, and then it tells you yeah. this is what we recommend. Yeah. So it has, I think, eight possibilities. Uh, it has a little picture of a meter that tells you, you know, are you geared more towards many chat or chat fuel? But then I also follow up with a disclaimer saying, you know, whatever I say doesn't necessarily mean it's absolutely right. I right. still recommend you testing out both platforms. That's really creative. Now, what do you do with that information? Um, or what could someone do with a quiz information? Because I would imagine all that data is being somehow documented inside the user ID of the person that's doing that inside of the bot. Is that right? Correct. So by answering the question, I also know where my audience is. Are um, The majority of them, are they more leaning towards ManyChat or ChatFuel? Hmm. And of course, this is just a quiz. So I always follow up with a question later to ask them, like, what are you using exactly? And ask them directly instead of just guessing. But based on what they answer, it also gives me insight on what they think is important in a bot. Well, you could follow up and you could say, based on what you said, it looks like ChatFuel is the one that's best for you. Would you like to read an article on ChatFuel? And then you could deliver up one of your articles. Am I right? 
Yeah, exactly. I, I really like using messenger bots to learn more about my users. Cool. Are there any other examples that you would like to share? So the same thing with quizzes uh, on a related note is surveys and questionnaires. I've actually seen people use messenger bots to pre-qualify clients to make sure that they're the right fit and as well as job application as initial screening tool. That's so cool. like an HR tool. That's really cool. I, yeah. I mean, I, and that's just essentially another quiz, right? I mean, it's just a series of questions that are presumably a multiple choice question, but could you also ask an open-ended question if you wanted to? Yes, in a quiz? absolutely. Cool. And all that information would get stored somehow in a database that you could look up and export it out and put it in a spreadsheet, or is it just all kind of, kind of going to live only online inside the bot software? So let me think about that for a second. So now you can see the question in terms of exporting it to a spreadsheet. It kind of depends on whether you're using ManyChat or ChatFuel. They handle that a little bit differently. Got it. And also depends on you know whether you're on free plan or pro plan, but it is definitely possible. Beyond quizzes, is there any other examples you wanna you wanna mention? So I'm a very analytical person. I love numbers and I love stats. And the one thing I like doing is building a lead score feature inside your bot. Ooh. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. For people that don't know what lead scoring is, go ahead, go ahead and explain it and then talk about what you can do in, in the bot. So lead score, uh, you're basically assigning a score to each of your users depending on their activity. So what they do, what they don't do. That way you can track to see who is most engaged with your messenger bot or with your content and identify the warmer leads and you could follow up with you know more questions or potentially send them, gently nudge them to make a purchase basically, depending on what you're trying to sell. Yeah, and just to just to chime in here, we use lead scoring, multiple lead scoring inside our email system drip. Um, if someone hits our social media marketing world page you know, more than like a certain number of times they get a certain kind of, uh, they, you know, they, they get a certain kind of score. Um, and then if they hit our sponsor page, we have a different lead score. And every time they hit it, it goes up by one. And then we've also got tracking where if they read any article that has the word blog in it, every time they do that, they their blog lead score goes up by one. So we can, for example, send a message down the road, road to people that have a blog lead score of 10 or greater about the conference, just talking about the blog sessions. So that's the kind of stuff we're really talking about here. You can do that with with a bot? Exactly, you can. That's amazing. So you have to custom code that or is that, do some of these bots make it easier than others? Uh, Benny Chat and Chatfuel, you could do that with both. Um, and kind of like Drip, you, you have to think about like what type of lead score you want to set up and what would what would increase the score by two points or what would increase the score by five points? So that you still have to think through, which I'm sure you and your team did to figure out. Right. But it is possible to create a, a score or multiple scores if you wanted to and increase the points system, points for each user. Basically. That is so cool. <laughs> now, I've also heard that you can you can do webinar stuff with this too, like webinar registrations and reminders. Is that True. I mean, I would imagine that requires some sort of integration with the webinar software, right? So it depends. I think some of the webinars, uh, if they don't send you a unique link, they send you a link where any you can send it to anybody and you could just click on that link and log into the system. So with that, uh, if you have that type, and I think Zoom uses just a, a regular link, you could 
get people to register for the webinar and say a day before or 10 minutes before, send out a reminder to say, hey, you know, you signed up for the, the webinar. Would you like to join and include the link just below? And the benefit of using messenger bots to do this is we already mentioned that messenger bots have much higher open rates than email, but they also have quicker open rates. Cause it's like a text message. It's like a text message, exactly. Because with emails, I mean, when you get a new email, it's probably normal for you to just leave it in there for hours or if not days and not even open it, right? Right. For some reason with text messages or just messages overall, like you want to know what that says for some reason. Well, a messenger goes out of their way to make sure you have notifications turned on on your phone. They, they don't want you not to have it turned on. So when your phone beeps, you know, and it pops up even in the lock screen, it's like that's pretty disruptive and that's not a bad thing for marketers because <laughs> they no. want that message to be to be responded to well dana i know that um there's so much more we could talk about but we've run out of time um i would love it if you would tell everyone where they can discover you and anything else you've got so that they can learn more about bots from you so you can visit my site it's thinktuitive.com uh, I also have a quicker link uh, set up. It's Dana Tran, that's T-R-A-N dot M-E. Uh, it's just quick links to helpful resource. You could chat with my messenger bot to test it out or check out some of my courses, including a free mini course, actually. Yeah, and her free mini course is really, really awesome. So Dana Tran dot me or thinktuitive.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Dana Tran, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight with us. Thanks so much, Mike. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's interview. If there was anything that we mentioned and you did not track with it, don't worry. We take all the notes for you. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 294. We're coming up on 300. Also, if you're new to the podcast, hit that subscribe button. If you've been a listener for a long time, I'd love a rating and or a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast if you're willing to do that. That would be awesome. And with that... This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.